0: in the garage i'm Corey Cope. i'm pretty woof. i'm too pretty to it evil dead a remake more maligned shit but much more maligned before the movie came out like long before to the point where in 2009 when they were trying to get a, a remake going both bruce campbell and sam raimi couldn't get things going it was mostly because of general the general public and fans of evil dead franchise were like no don't do it don't do it Anyway, they eventually fast forward to 2011. Bruce Campbell's doing some, interview, boom, bada boom, bada bang. We got we got a good script. We're gonna go for it, and uh, we got directors' names, Fidel Alvarez, and they're like, "Who?" And we get to this in 2013. Unlike the other movies, if you've seen this, you know what I'm talking about when I say this. This movie has no humor in it.
1: Nope, and it's intentional. <laughs> it's not zero. <laughs> There's no levity anywhere in the movie intentional or otherwise. Even the, the hidden post credit
0: thing at the very end that most people don't know about. It's it, again, did, did I, I don't know if I told you to remember to stay through the, to the very end of the credits, but. Oh, I did. Okay. I'm not ruining anything for anybody. I'm just going to say it. Ash shows up at the end, but not part of the movie. And we're going to talk today about the theatrical version, which is once currently on stars and the initial Blu-ray release a couple of years ago, well, three years ago now, they ended up putting out the director's cut or the unrated version, the longer version that Fetty had put together. But that also has the theatrical cut. So if you want to, live, you know, we're not going to ruin anything. And also Freddie didn't see that version. We were thinking about the accessibility.
1: I watched the Blu-ray actually, because I didn't realize until I was halfway through the Blu-ray that it was actually on Stars. Yeah, it's
0: it's the same one. This, this is yeah, I theatrical.
1: So. I, I looked at the run times were the same. So yeah. I figured. Yeah,
0: I'm glad it was on Stars because I, I wasn't sure if my director's cut once I gave you the other one, I wasn't sure if my director's cut had a copy of the theatrical, and it does. It has both on it. Uh, and the theatrical is, you know, what we're, we're going to talk about. And the, but the unrated one's got a lot of fun stuff in it. And there's a lot of extras that kind of really add to the story in a good way. It's, again, like we talked about, when you start throwing extra stuff in there, you, sometimes you're just doing it to do it, but it works. And then it doesn't sell a different movie, just sells a more complete movie. Anyway, same premise as the other movies, right? A bunch of people go to a cabin. But what was really smart with what they did with this is that they made the script revolve around uh, Jane Levy's character, Mia, who has struggled to kick her heroin addiction. So when shit starts going awry and she's going cold turkey, it just lends itself to she's just seeing things because of her going cold turkey and, and having... That usual thing, right? Totally. And you know how much I enjoyed Jane Levy and everything. Everything you, you put her in a movie, I'm in. You put their star of the movie, I'm totally in. But along with that, playing her brother Shiloh Fernandez, who we've talked about in the show before. Shiloh. And yeah, uh he's really I think this I think this is the first thing I saw him and already took notice of him.
1: I was actually working with him when this film came out.
0: Oh, really? That's funny. Yeah. There's a character in there, uh, the actor in there, and his name is Lou Tyler, Lou Taylor Pucci, and he's the one that gets the book from the basement. And now the book in this is like, it's not just sitting there out in the open. No, it's downstairs. It's wrapped in like five layers of (laughs) glad bag. (laughs) Right. And it's got barbed wire all over it. Now, what tells you?
1: Yes, go get Don't some. Don't you think maybe, <laughs> yes, They're all signs that perhaps you should leave it the fuck alone. Right. Eric is not the brightest dude in the cabin. No, no. and and his. But ca- there is somebody in there dumber than him. Yes.
0: Although he is the one that does all the reading, like a big dumbass.
1: <laughs> right. So he's the one who starts reading shit out loud. I'm like, who does that? Only a Latin major would do that. <laughs> Dead languages and all. When this dude shows up in the movie, I'm like, Is that Jared
0: Leto? Who the fuck is that? Right, dude. That's what I was like. Oh, shit. (laughs) It was weird, right? He he sounds like Jared Leto, but he, he, and, but, and there are times he doesn't look like him, but it's really weird. It looks like Jared Leto. And it's one of those moments in the movie. And I know it's intentional by Fetty and, and, and the producers for the movie, for, for him to kind of like be a throwback. Look like Jesus. Well, well, (laughs) this turns out not to be their savior, does he?
1: When they start shooting nails into his hands,
0: that that's like one of my favorite moments of the movie, dude. Is like when he just comes there to fuck up everybody's day when it looks like things were finally coming together for the, everybody that's left over. Who else was in it? Uh, Jessica Lucas in there? She's uh, playing Shiloh's girlfriend. Sorry, not the girlfriend. Um, who's who? I think she's just a tag along, right? Or is she Eric's girlfriend? But Natalie is the one that uh, that's David's uh, David Shiloh's character, his girlfriend. She's got one of the best gore moments in the whole movie when there's a little throwback to the second movie of him cutting off his, ha- of Ash cutting off his hand when his hand becomes infected or uh, possessed. When you see this movie, what year is this movie to you? What, 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 what is the, when is this movie taking place?
1: This movie looks like 2010 or 11 or 12 to me. But, um, but I mean like uh, in
0: the, in, within the movie itself, the, the, in the, in the confines of the story.
1: If I'm judging by Shiloh's Jeep, 2010, yeah. 11 or 12. Right. But then once you're inside,
0: they had everything, all the appliances are like, they're, they're, they're talking, they're speaking to something that to like the late seventies, early
1: eighties kind of thing. Right. My question for you is, okay. So, you know, cause we have a little prologue before we meet these characters. Which is fucking gold. Right. So we have that. And then, then we fast forward or we, you know, we take a time jump. And we're back in the in the cabin. My question: things that confuse me, and I, this is again because I've only I'd never seen this movie. There are a lot of photos of him and his sister, and they're they're placed like you know. Is this, but it's not a family cabin. Did did they bring those there for the intervention? And I just missed it. Or did they just, or somebody else put those pictures up and then they got her there and David showed up late. And I I just, I was confused. Like, no. is this the old family? God, looks like they really let this place go. I know there's like, a, there's a little bit of
0: confusion about when- There's a lot of
1: shit that didn't make sense to me, but I was along for the ride. When, yeah. When you, are
0: the, the setup, I guess it didn't really matter in, in the confines of the story. It did to me. But, well- yeah, there, there is a little disconnect. But no, the 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 they weren't there ahead of time. If you remember when he goes to the door, he says, I hope this still
1: works. Right. But it, so was it their family cabin? Yeah. I don't understand. Yeah. And who so who were the people in the prologue? Are they relatives of them?
0: Oh, I think they're just I think they're just or is that, is that it a prologue
1: used... years before.
0: Yeah, it could have been recently. I don't think it matters. I think people would just go, I think that's, they would go up there to purify people out in the woods. That's where they would go. I don't, because the, because the cabin has mostly been abandoned because the father's gone, the mom was sick and dying and the brother split. So they never went back to the cabin. So I think that's why um, it's like that. But the only, the only qualm I have when you see a picture of the four people together, the friends together in a photograph, I don't think they made that picture look, old enough? Nope. You know what I mean? I think everybody looked too current with their ages and I'm like going with the, the, what they talk about in the story of, of David taking off and going to Chicago and mom getting sick and all that stuff. It just seems like more than two or three year period, which is the the kind of like the window you can give somebody.
1: Also, I wasn't sure it was Olivia, his, his ex-girlfriend and he bailed on her kind of like Kuzek and gross point blank. And he comes back with the with the blonde bimbo, Natalie, you know, who's possibly
0: probably, I've, I've, there could have been some kind of thing going on there. It, it that I can't recall, they may touch on that in the director's cut. I forget. because it was,
1: yeah, I, I just because there was, a, there was some, there was, uh, when he first showed up, right, there was like that weird, like Olivia, you know, the, the girl, she was getting catty with the other girl. Right. And
0: I, I'm a nurse, the, that whole thing, yeah, yeah,
1: that, that whole, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I was just a little like, I thought maybe the director's version. Or it doesn't really matter, but I, it was just like,
0: I think, I think what it is was mostly the catty part of it was just like, Oh, David, you show up this time. Cause you know, they lead to the, they were alluding to the fact that the last time you tried to do this, he wasn't there. So they're like, Oh, that's why she's so surprised. Oh, look, he showed up. I think the cattiness is like, Oh wait, you finally show up and you bring a girl with you. I think it has more to do with that. Gotcha. Yeah.
1: yeah I, I wasn't sure if they, they had been a couple and
0: the girl in the cold open though. Right, yeah, dude. That I was saw this in the theater. That moment scared the fuck out of me because they, with Raimi and and Fetty, did they played on the audience, the 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 the, the Evil Dead franchise audience of expecting humor, and they and they let you know right there and then, this is
1: not going to be that kind of movie. Although, did you kind of laugh when they blew her head off? <laughs> yeah. But it was more of a relief of tension. I felt like when I, I, for me, when I was like, I laughed, it was more because it's pretty intense. It that is. whole opening sequence. It is.
0: When they're dumping the, the flammable liquid or whatever the hell it is on, on her and they cut to the, the burn victim that's standing there watching it all happen. I'm like going, Oh shit, it's going to go down. <laughs> it's pretty wild, man. But that one part, I love how they didn't reveal that she's possessed until after she's already said the line, I just was like, oh, dude, so good. Great job with the CG fire too. Cause like usually that can look really shitty and they did a pretty good job with it. But that opening sets the tone for the whole movie. Like you're not getting the humor. You're not going to get that levity. Like you get this. It's completely void. You get a mixed bag, you know, more comedy horror. Yeah. than horror comedy with the other movies. But this is like, no, you're not getting any of that. This is just straight ahead horror. It's funny. It's like when I talk to people about it, I I find that that aspect of it, the lack of it is usually the biggest. And sometimes the only knock on the movie is that they're, they hear evil dead and they expect the levity, even if it is just a little bit.
1: And yeah, for sure. Like there is zero two things that jump out. Well, here's the one thing. The other thing that really kind of bothered me is the nail gun. (laughs) There's no air hose connected to that thing, so is yeah. it like possessed too? Because it's definitely it has a port. It's the kind that you that you plug into a compressor, right? Obviously, you know right. it's a giant error on the filmmakers, <laughs> <laughs> or do they just not give a shit? Demonic nails, man. That's what I'm saying. Is the nail gun possessed? Because <laughs> otherwise, I don't know how it's working. But I like I'm willing to go with it because it's crazy. It's a super crazy. Yeah, moments in the movie. This movie is a drive-in movie. A hundred percent, dude. Like a 1970s grindhouse. Ugliest fuck drive-in movie is what it is.
0: When you hear about grime. <laughs>
1: yeah, totally, dude. I mean, everything about it, like just looking at it, it's like grimy. I felt like I needed a shower after watching it.
0: As a designer, I mean, how would you, how would you, if this was your idea and this is how you want to, this is what you're presenting in your pitch, this is how I want it to look. How exactly are you describing this movie to them?
1: I would say, look, man, I want it to feel like the whole thing is like a metaphor or whatever for getting sober, right? right? Like exactly, the demonic possession is the heroin, you know? I I would have said, look, man, I want this, the movie, what it should look like. It should look, color temperature should be greens and browns. It should look like urine and feces and body fluids and certain stages of decay. If I was to visualize stomach and bowel cancer, it would look like, that's what the movie should look like. Yep. How's that?
0: that? That's, that's, that's it. I think what that throws people off too is it's It's
1: the Brown, it's the Browns and green. I mean, it's all, yeah, totally. It's unsettling.
0: The whole, it's the look is unsettling.
1: Yes. It makes you uncomfortable looking at it. I mean, it does, man. It's like, it's unpleasant to look at. Like seeing someone get sober is unpleasant when you're going through that.
0: And, and like I said earlier, they play on that the entire time. When she starts seeing things, when Mia starts seeing things and everywhere, it becomes this thing where like, oh, she's just detoxing. And that's all there is to it. For me, when I saw this, I, I knew Jane from her parts in playing Mandy on, on Shameless for the first couple of years. And then she got the movie Fun Size, that, that one of the first Nickelodeon live action movies Fun Size, which is really good. She did this the next year. So to see that contrast between fun size and this, ironically, fun size takes place on, on a Halloween night, which is pretty great. Um, while this movie, when this movie, both those movies came out, she was doing suburgatory. So you got to see this contrast of her Tessa character in suburgatory to this. This is where she like completely won me over. I'm like, she's got fucking range, dude. Cause you see so much from her in this, everybody else doesn't have to do a lot of acting. By the way, did you notice that the brother was the only one that doesn't have to wear makeup? <laughs> Shiloh is the only one that doesn't have any
1: makeup. He's the only one that doesn't turn the entire movie. Even when when all the shit's going down at the end. Yeah. I mean, he's just yeah. getting sort of practical makeup and, you know, the wounds that are appropriate to what's happening to him in the story. He doesn't have to go through that full on. I mean, dude, there are some soup. I mean, literally, man. I mean, I don't want to give anything away because like I had never seen this. And I like I watched it. I was home alone fucking had all the lights out. It is a fucking, like I said, this is the kind of movie you'd have seen at the drive in, yeah. in the mid seventies. Like, right. Like this and uh, Peter Fonda, Warren Oates, uh satanic fucking bikers chasing in a motorhome oh, movie. <laughs> what is that called? Oh God. I'd seen it a million times and I'm totally blanking just because mm. I brought it up. All right. But Keep it's talking. that, it's that kind of vibe. like, this, this is a drive-in movie. And I remember my race friend Rob, Race with the Devil. Exactly. <laughs> this movie is the kind of movie you would have seen with Race with the Devil in 1975. Yeah. Uh, aside from vehicles. And I don't even know if there's any cell phones. I don't feel like there, are there any cell phones in this movie? Yeah, I think you, there's some cell phones. I think they try to use them, right? And they're right. Like, oh, the river's washed
0: out and the cell phones don't right. work. Once you get inside the cabin, it's almost like, every, like there's a time travel thing that happens too. Yep. Totally. Like, like I said, the, the, the cat, the, the opens up the book, he looks like, he looks like he's something out of a seventies movie.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah
0: totally. Like since you were talking about Grindhouse, he looks like something out of that. Everybody looks like they belong in another decade than, than 2012, 13, when it was shot and released. It's noticeable and it's and it's not, and also the way they're dressed too. The their wardrobe says this is a different
1: again. Everybody but David, like I here's the thing. I was this is what I was through half the movie, I was thinking, is this David's Purgatory? Like I thought maybe everybody else was already dead. You know, I, I wasn't sure if this was all fucking real because there's a lot of scenes with him just sort of by himself, like after he discovers grandpa. You know, and he's burst through the house and he's yelling and and everybody's yelling at him, but he's not reacted to him. And I was like, oh, fuck, are they even there? I mean, is he crazy? (laughs) There was a, you know, there was a a few minutes where I was like, holy fuck, this, this is really a fucked up movie. You know, when he kicks that bathroom door in.
0: Great use of CG and practical makeup. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When Mia is burning her skin off in the shower. Oh. Dude. I'm sorry, man. I've been closer to somebody that got close to a fire and I've watched that. I've seen that in person and it goes and it happens that quickly. And I've seen people get burned in movies and stuff and, you know, on TV and I, because I've seen it up close, I know what it looks like. It never bothers me. I, I was actually, my stomach was, I was queasy when I, when it happens. And every time it happens, I forget about it. And I'm like, Oh, I have to like, drink some water. because no joke, man. It, it It's fucking real, man. And there's so much about the effects too. Like, like I mentioned the infected arm earlier, that gag. If you remember in the second evil dead, not blood, it's always Brown gooey stuff or, or just yeah. like, you know, watered down gravy. It never looked like bloody. It never was. You see a lot of that along with the gorgeously brilliant reds that you see when there's actual blood. And there's a lot, there's a lot of blood in this movie. Yep. Um, and you think you're not going to get it.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, well, I'll go back even further than the shower sequence is that sequence where Mia tries to run away and she falls into the fucking thicket of roots and tree yeah. foliage. Yeah. And they're wrapping and Dude, the sound that she is making, which I mean, I, I, I wrestled when I was young. I put people in, Sleeper, I mean, but her gurgling is—it's it, it, a hundred percent real. its probably the closest I've ever heard anybody being choked. Right like. when when the vines are on her neck, right? Holy yeah, shit yeah, yeah. Dude. totally, dude. Right, I, absolutely. I was like, holy fuck, dude, that's so scary, man.
0: I had to watch it in parts this last time because of just how loud the movie can be, and I I'm like I switched to my Bluetooth headphones so I could just just listen to the dialogue while I was while I was watching, trying to keep that sound down the house. I don't think I've ever listened to it with the, that close to my ears before. And, you know, what I mean, sound, I'm like, Oh God, <laughs> it just, yeah, you could feel, you could feel the life being choked from her.
1: Oh yeah. yeah. That, that gurgling sound that, you know, that's, that's, that it's spot on. Yeah.
0: And I, I've always said that this movie would be totally pedestrian if it wasn't for the performances in there and everybody does what they're supposed to do. And I thought it was interesting. Take two, not just to bring, it was like more like a throwback to the first movie where it isn't just two people. It's like in the second movie, there's a whole bunch. There's, you know, there's, in this case there's five,
1: five, five, yep. yeah, and a dog for some reason. Yeah.
0: And let's, let's, let's talk about the dog for a moment. Um, and I'll come back to the, the, the performances. You mentioned it to me in a text, and you know it's something I always forget till it happens. Because overall, the movie I really enjoy it a lot, and then I don't have any complaints about it except for that. It's so, it's so unnecessary. Yep, I, I, that's uh, for the most part. I think it is, dude. It doesn't serve any purpose, none whatsoever. I don't see what could have been wrong with because it I, th- I think their intention was to say, she's really losing her shit, man. She attacked my dog, that kind of thing. They could have done that without her actually. They could have done it without a dog. They could have, they, they could have seen, she
1: could have been going after any of them with the hammer. It didn't have to be the dog. Yeah, you know, I hate you know it's a it's a fucking trick I don't like in movies where they fucking kill dogs for plot devices. It Fucking it, it literally I almost shut the movie off. If I'm being honest. I almost was like fuck this, tapping out right here.
0: Yeah, I don't. I I still don't know why it's in there. It's so unnecessary and nope.
1: in- totally. And it's a throwaway because it never. You know, and the dog was. I don't. Even, he wasn't even dead. Dead. Uh, you know, it wasn't quite. He was still whimper. It was fucked up.
0: Yeah. It's fucked. It is a fucked up. I, I, I don't, it's the one thing I have, the only problem I've got with the entire movie and it's, it's, it's unnecessary. It just doesn't need to be there.
1: Poor grandpa.
0: Even in, you always say you don't kill, you don't kill dogs. You don't kill animals in general movies, but dogs specifically. Dude. And you know, from a, from a plot standpoint, I'm like, you got to give me a real reason to even injure an animal in a movie. Like he's protecting a human you got to give me a real reason. And, and then you still can't kill him. <laughs> no, it's,
1: it sucks. I, I That aside there, I was going to say that there are a couple shots in this movie that literally I laughed out loud because they were, they looked like they were lifted from zombievers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? Which, which, which wasn't released yet. So, but we had already shot it. It took forever for that movie to come out. Shot it in like like January, February of 2013. So this movie was probably already in the can then too. But literally, man, like the way the cabin, two of the angles, I was like, holy shit. It's funny because the cabin itself was very similar you know, where the windows and the door were. The way that the fire happens at the end, like, yep, I've done that. <laughs> and also in Zombieverse, we killed the dog. Stupid. Bad.
0: Yeah, I don't get that. Anyway. Uh, again, not to throw away the throwaway, but it's don't do that, filmmakers. <laughs> don't.
1: Yeah, man. Don't don't kill don't kill dogs for no reason.
0: If you find yourself writing that in there, you don't just stop continue what you're writing and then write right afterwards. Replace this bullshit as a reminder that you don't put that kind of bullshit in movies.
1: Dude, I don't even like when they kill fucking like like when I see I've like a like a wolf dude is like, I I couldn't finish the gray. I was like, Nope, not doing it. That's what I was talking about. Like, even when you do something like with old yeller, Mike, fuck that. (laughs) Then the dog gets rabies. Like, dude, I wasn't even mad at the, at the, was it a bear and old yeller? Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't even mad at the bear. Stupid. But anyway,
0: it's bullshit.
1: Don't do it. Dude. All the performances in this are great. I mean, everybody's good. Uh, Lou Taylor. Pucci. Pucci. Pucci, Uh huh. Great, dude. Especially the, you know, we dude God and how resilient is that poor bastard, dude? <laughs> Just die already, that dude. That dude takes so many lumps, and, and he's laughing, dude. At one point, he's like, he's like, don't die. And He's like, I'm not that lucky, whatever yeah. he was Like, yeah, of course he's not. Good lord, dude. Yeah, he's great. He, he. It's so cool to see that. And
0: by the way, I mean, if we talk about Jane Levy's character Mia having an arc in this, but so does. You know, so does Eric. Eric has more of them. He's the only one. You, you see him kind of go from numbskull curiosity that he's got. <laughs> to
1: regret. To full-on regret. <laughs> Just Maybe I fucked up. So, oh, my God. Totally <laughs> fucked up. Oopsie.
0: So all the things in this movie that work, that are part of the franchise and recognizable, that's something else, too, I appreciate. The Necronomicon didn't look exactly like the Necronomicon. You know what I mean? I, I thought there was, they. it was like we talked about with Fright Night, the Fright Night remake. They did things that made it their own where you're kind of like, look, it's already called Evil Dead. It's already in a cabin. It's already, these things are already going to happen. There's enough nods to it that you know what you're getting when you walk into it. You don't need to see all these things. Right. Because it's just fan service at that point. And then when you consider why they didn't do the movie until they did, because they were worried about how the fan reaction was going to be to the fact that they're making anything in the series. Because that's, they, that's the biggest problem is like everybody wanted a fourth Evil Dead movie. Right. They didn't want a reboot or a requel or anything like that. They wanted. Sure. And proof of that was Ash versus Evil Dead. When it hit stars, it fucking blew up.
1: I think we got a better... We got the best of both worlds, right? We got oh, yeah. the movie, and then we got Ash. We got the series and for we got three, three seasons.
0: Yeah, for three seasons. That's far better than Evil Dead 4, and that's all we got. Yeah,
1: <laughs> totally, man. I mean, I'll take... And, and then you get this as a bonus. I, I was just going to say, I really like Jessica Lucas, too. Yep. I mean, I, I feel... I knew she, I, Look, I knew they were all doomed. I knew everybody was going to die. Right. That last sequence after the house, after it goes up in flames. And also, I was going to ask you, one thing I want to say, I thought the book looked a thousand times better yep. in this than it does in the original movies. Yeah. The only thing I didn't like was the red ballpoint pen warnings that look, <laughs> I was like, really? I guess we needed that. But I thought the book was a great prop. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful yep. illustrations. Yeah. But that last scene. no, let me ask you a question. So, so good dude in the book, right. There's three ways to kill the demon right. or do you have to do all three? because they end up doing all three, right? Well, yeah, you have to do all three. So he buries her, then they burn, and then she dismembers it and it- Well, that's the thing and is- you can cut this part out, I'm asking you- No, as no,
0: I, that's, but I think that's what it is. I think, and I know right. it's-
1: And that's the part of the translation that Eric didn't understand- Right. Or Eric and David didn't figure out. And she, but the
0: thing is, she had already burned herself with right. the hot water. Yeah, they, they, it's one of those ones that I didn't pick up on until I'm like, wait, cuz they don't really explain it. Like is it Correct. Is don't. it all three things or is it cuz when you once you realize the other two things happen, then you kind of rationalize right. the the shower scene like, "Oh, the she already did the burn." Right. Right. It's not necessarily fire. Cuz if you in the beginning of the movie when the teenage girls they find her stumbling around, that's just from her being brought up from being buried. <laughs> right. So yeah. And then they they then they dismember her by blowing her head off. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we just had I think it all has to happen but it doesn't have to happen in order. Yeah.
1: No, right, it doesn't have to happen in order, but all three things yeah. are, have to have Okay, cuz I I mean I, was, I I got it. I was like, "Oh, I get it. They have to do all three things." But that last sequence is bananas, dude, where the, with the fucking chainsaw and the jeep and all that shit. All of that. All of
0: that shit right there is like if that doesn't make you go, "Okay, cool. Look, this is that's when he said, all right, this is where we're, we've, we're creating our own lore here and this is what's going to happen. And I love the whole thing. I love the fact that this thing, because you, if you think about it, they never explain why this thing's in the fucking woods. Oh no. Why, why it finds its home there. And if you look at the original stories or aren't they all kind of based on some made of European bullshit. <laughs> yeah, totally. Right. It's in the black forest of Germany or something. Right. Like, why are you settling in these park woods? Why, why is this okay? I don't know. It's weird. By the way, how rad was it seeing that Tristar logo at the beginning?
1: Right. Totally, man. I'm always, it's nostalgia for me. Yeah. And, and
0: I love that they do that whole thing. Pegasus. Like, oh, that's nice. And then after that has, and then it has almost nothing to do with the, the first evil, and any of the evil dads, just.
1: No, it's its own movie. It's just total standalone. Yeah. You could see this and not have to see it. The other ones. Yeah. I, and all honestly, I would say I would watch this one then I would watch Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness and maybe never watch the very first Evil Dead again. I, I'm not a fan of it. I didn't even like it before Evil Dead 2 came out. Yeah. And then when they then when they did Evil Dead 2, which was basically a better version, it's a remake of Evil Dead. With money, right, right. With money. And K&B. <laughs> yeah. The first one is just too, you know, even at the time when, it, when I was a kid, I recognized it like they had no fucking money. Right. <laughs> You know, I remember watching the original, I saw it in a double feature with uh, The Final Terror, oh. which I think, I think it's Andrew Davis's first movie. It is. With Adrian Smed, yes. Rachel Ward, and Daryl Hannah. Yeah. And I remember seeing, I saw I saw that <laughs> and The First Evil Dead at a drive-in. Yikes. Because, you know, drive-ins you'd see a movie at a, you know, wherever the second feature was at the drive-in was always, it could have been from two years ago or 20 <laughs> years, 20 <laughs> years ago. It didn't matter. Well, uh, yeah. perfect you know, example You didn't have home video then.
0: Right. Perfect example. When I could drive in double feature, my dad and I was like, this was the last time my dad went to a movie theater. Okay. Close encounters of the third kind was the, was the primary.
1: Wow. And Fred McMurray and follow me boys was the second. There you go. That's exactly what I'm talking about, dude. <laughs> did, there was no rhyme or reason. They didn't nope. pair like movies. It was like, what? Well, hey, look, you know, we could show Candle Shoe with Jodie Foster. <laughs> <laughs> you want to show that with Smoking the Bandit? Fuck, who cares? Who cares? <laughs> By the time Smoking the Bandit's over, be drunk. It won't matter. Yep. Cause that's all the drive-in was my dad. Like I said, I think I told this before, like we'd go and my dad would drink beer on the fucking, you know, we'd turn the station wagon around, put the tailgate down. My brother and I would lay there and my dad would sit on the, on the lawn chair, just outside and would drink beer until the <laughs> movies were over. I was saying earlier, and I think I stopped for some reason, but when this movie came out, my buddy Rob, who lives in Barstow invited me to come out. Cause I guess there's still a drive-in or there was a drive-in in Barstow in 2013 but he saw this movie at a drive-in, and I was like, "Fuck!" And I, I kind of always regretted not going because, I, like I said, after watching a fucking perfect drive-in movie, yep. I don't have a I don't have a lot more to say about this movie, <laughs> except for I would say th- this is one of those super like mean, and I don't want to say torture porn, but it's it's there. There was a point like from torn, like I don't know two thousand seven to about two thousand thirteen. I'm gonna I'm gonna go just because this is the last one I remember being like that. There's a world of movies, and I we rattled off a bunch of them, and I don't want to say what they are. I don't want to say all of them, right. so I'm just going to say a couple of them that fit into this category. If you want to pair this movie with something that's not Evil Dead, you could watch this with Last House on the Left <laughs> remake or the Straw Dogs remake. They're, they all have that, sci- that kind of the heightened violence and kind of the look of the movie, like tonally the way they're shot, color temper, and, the, and the, the griminess, I guess is what I'm going to say. Right. And now, I, now I don't feel like we get the, now we get a lot of cheap jump scares and stuff like fantasy Island.
0: Yeah. One of the, my favorite things about the entire movie and they do it twice, the beginning, right after the cold open. And then the end, once the movie ends, is that, that sad the, the evil dead logo, just pushing on you and that, that stab, oh, yeah. which I'm going to put in right here. when it happens and I'm like, let me blow the girl's head off. And I'm like, going t- 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 I, I, I have the timing down. I've seen it so many times. I, it's like, it's just one of the things I loved about it was Sam Raimi just let Fetty do the movie he wanted to do. And you, you, you can feel that he was given no pressure for good or bad. Whether you know, for people that knock certain things about the movie, people love certain things about it. He was allowed to make the movie he wanted to make there. I mean, there, the, the, the dialogue, was punched up a little bit. I think by Diablo Cody did a little bit of punch up on it. I don't know what she did if or if it made it into the movie. I just know that she was was part of it before they started shooting. Shiloh was cast first, which I thought was interesting that they didn't cast their their lead, their female lead, which was who was going to be initially Lily Collins. you okay, Now after seeing the movie and again, you're talking, I can't answer the question because I'm a Jane Levy Stan. So, Could you see Lily Collins playing this part, playing Mia?
1: Uh, no, probably not. I mean, it's hard after seeing the movie. Uh, it, it's it's funny because it's always hard for me. Like after I've seen a movie and I've identified and right. it's kind of imprinted on me. Like you know, it, it's like when people tell me, you know, Eric Stoltz was supposed to be Marty McFly, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay, well, if I was in another universe, I would give it, a, I would give a shit. But he's not, and he's never. I, he'll ne- I can't even picture him as Marty McFly, and I don't want to see the footage. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I, I just. So it's kind of the same thing. Like maybe there's a universe where Lily Collins was uh, Mia, but yeah. you know, I can't imagine getting the same performance or mm, no, you know, not even close. But that's the thing is like
0: when I saw this movie and I mentioned earlier, it struck me in contrast to what Jane Levy was doing in suburgatory. So I guess in a lot of ways, even though I was a fan of hers, I wasn't, I wasn't same amount a fan of Lily Collins, but I guess they're kind of in the same spot that if, I, that if they went forward, Lily probably would have been thinking the same thing. This is so not the kind of thing she would do. But there's one thing that Jane Levy is a big fan of. She loves fucking horror. I mean, she did the Castle Rock series and she just tweeted last week, we need more horror movies. And I'm like going, I would have loved them have done a direct sequel to this. Just recently needed that triple feature, right? With Don't Breathe. What was the, the triple bill? It was this, it was Evil Dead 2013. The one that Beyond Fest.
1: Um, yeah, it was you're, the, next, uh, you're, next. you're Next and Jason versus Freddy. That sounds about right. Yeah. Right? Well, that, those, were Yeah, yeah, right. yeah.
0: Yeah, that's right. And Shannon Swift was there and Fetty was there. I was bummed because even though they were just playing the uh, DCP for the unrated, the extended version for this movie, which I thought would have been kind of cool, especially with Fetty there to talk about it. But I'm sure he says the same things he says on the extended uh, more on the uh, commentary for the extended this movie has so many layers to it that again it's repeat viewing um that you start seeing these little things. Dude, when he pulls the needle.
1: <laughs> oh, pull- dude, he pulled out from under uh dude, yeah, totally. And you're talking to a guy who's had like four eye surgeries, and it still bugged me.
0: They're right on it. They're like right on yep. it. Totally. And you I'm sorry, man, that shit looks real.
1: <laughs> I think. It was real. And I think it maybe have been an acupuncture needle because you can put a needle there uh, in acupuncture. And I want to say I looked because I went back and I looked at it and I looked at it real close and I was like, guys, that it does not look like CGI. It looks real. I mean, maybe they didn't put that close to an actor's eye. Maybe it is a prosthetic, but I'm going to say it could be real done with acu- like an acupuncture needle because dude and then the noise he made when it when it pulls out is fucking gross again the sound design the yeah. sound design is probably my favorite thing in this movie it's pretty
0: great <laughs>
1: <laughs> because i mean there's a lot of squelching and a lot of slithering and a lot of plopping <laughs> again it goes with the visual design it sounds like bodily fluids peeing vomiting pooping <laughs> All, I mean, honestly, man, I don't know if, I'm just saying that's when I watched I'm like, God, this this is like, we are in the toilet of the fucking world right here. Allegorically, whatever you want to say, you're, you're at the bottom of the bowl. (laughs) And it's, uh, but the sound design is disturbing in many parts that gurgling choking thing. Yeah. Number one, but this eye thing, holy shit, man, yep. that sound when he pulls that thing out of his eye, yeah the suction, the kind of,
0: something else I wanted to kind of point out too. We talked about the the, the differences that they made their own, you know, Necnomicon looking more like you expected to and not so cartoony with the face on there and all that.
1: Right. Biting people and shit.
0: I'm not knocking that. It fits in that yeah branch of the Evil Dead franchise. I'm good with that. But here's the thing. This movie is supposed to be a direct sequel to the original. It's a continuation of that story because you see. So are the
1: people at the beginning, are the people at the beginning maybe now they're not. I know that they're the voices from the original, like the doctor's voice. I don't know. You know, again, maybe I'll have to go back and watch that opening of it again, because uh, funny because the rest of the movie is so effective. I almost forget everything that happened in the cold open, except for the two weird hillbilly dudes.
0: Yeah. And that the one thing that is in this movie that is also in the original is the Delta is in the back is a background rusting. That's what tells you that this is a continuation of right. the first movie. You know it's not a continuation of Evil Dead 2 because the Delta and Ash go flying back in time. Right. So this is a direct sequel. So basically what this is, this is Halloween twenty eighteen, except for it's good.
1: Right. <laughs> Don't get me started. <laughs> I was trying to be good. <laughs> um, you know what this movie kind of reminds me of? And I want to say, I, not kind of reminds me, but I, I, here's the movie I would pair it with. I just thought about it. If I wanted to pair this movie with another movie that was shot in Australia, because I think this was shot in New Zealand, if I'm not wrong.
0: Oh uh, Yes. Just, just like the series was.
1: I would pair this movie with Wolf Creek. Yeah. I mean, like that sort of Wolf Creek at Grime, that grimy yeah. sort of like, cause Wolf Creek, man, I, I remember I saw it in the theater and, and I got us in Boston on like a Friday night when it was released, my friend, Keith Cunningham and my, my former boss, we, we went to see, we went to see it because we were like, Oh, let's go see a movie. We were, I think we were shooting social network. All three of us were like, Holy fuck, dude, that was a fucking weird movie. How did that even make it into theaters? But it was quite a bit of fun, and and so is this. If you can get past certain things like the dog and all the performances are good. Everybody plays their role perfectly. Right. Everybody knows it's fucking called Evil Dead, and we know what the fuck everybody. Everybody's deaths and what happens to them is fucking amazing. Yep. And the actors are selling the shit out of it. Yep. When Mia throws up in Olivia's mouth, dude. <laughs> like, and when she's standing there, like
0: the whole time she's standing there after it happens, I'm like, what is in her hair? Ugh. What are those, <laughs> what are those things in her hair? And it freaks me out every time I see it. it, Looks like oversized rice, but it's so disgusting looking. Yeah,
1: yeah. I dude, It's just so gnarly. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they're, like I said, uh, it's just one of those kind of mean spirited. When I say there's no humor, no joy in it, it. It depends on what your level of depravity is. Yes. Because I did chuckle a few times, but not because it was intentionally funny, but because I'm fucked up. There are things that made me laugh. That being one, the head getting blown off early dude, there's, on.
0: There's yeah, there's uncomfortable, nervous chuckles. Yes, and
1: that's sure. And dude, we don't get that anymore. We don't get that. No, with- now we get stupid shit like the guy from Ant Man as Mister Rourke trying to scare me with some bad Fantasy Island remake. <laughs> This was a point like, you know, like again, from like 2007 to about 2015, which doesn't really, we don't get those movies anymore for like the last six years. We just kind of get like a cookie cutter countdown where there's a death app. And it was yeah. like just on just things like that.
0: In 2005 for getting Sarah Marshall goofs on that. Yes. Like Sarah, Sarah Marshall does a movie about a phone, the cell phone that kills people.
1: <laughs> yes. A hundred percent, dude. It's just like that. Yeah. Oh, oh no, man, totally. But anyway, yeah. Look, like, look. Like I again, third week in a row, new movie, something I hadn't seen before, uh, and no reason. I didn't not see this for any reason. Uh, I just didn't get around. I, I was working when it came out, right. and then uh, I just never been on a list of stuff to see for a long time. Especially since uh, you know I had worked with Shiloh, and I really, you know, I like Shiloh a lot, and I always think he's good. You know, no matter how big or small the part is of him in a movie. Uh, and you know, again, we were working on return to sender when this movie came out. So I'd, I'd wanted to see it forever, but yeah, man, it, this is a good flick. Uh, you know, this is a good Halloween. Um, you know, another good movie to pair it with. I'm going to stop after this is kind of maybe drag me to hell. Sam Raimi's movie.
0: Yep. Another good pairing.
1: Yeah. So there, if you want know, double feature, there's a lot of good double features for this movie.
0: Not that I know how you feel about it or anything, but you can see, you can see Jane and Fetty have a reunion in the original "Don't Breathe" that came out in 2016. That's I don't know about the the new one. I can't tell you about. It. I just know uh, yeah.
1: I didn't really care for the "Don't Breathe." I mean, I I, I saw in the theater in New York when I was there working on Brawl, I think, and I just I, maybe I could have been tired. It was after work, but I just really didn't like. I mean, I, it didn't do anything for me. It didn't imprint. I'd never wanted to see it again. I barely remember it. I mean, I I think Stephen Lang, right? Yep. Runs around blind, you know, kicking everybody's ass. Like, he's like a blind John Wick. Yeah. Who's raping a girl because she killed his... I I forget, like, the whole setup. I feel like there was something involved with a car accident, and then he kidnapped someone and, and knocked him up, and he was growing his daughter or some fucked up shit.
0: There's a whole bunch of... There's a
1: bunch of fucked up shit. I don't really remember the movie, honestly. I remember there were a lot of mean-spirited things. Took place like in an abandoned house, right? Like, yep. or his house was, but it was set up for him, like, yeah, because he I mean, he's blind. he didn't, he didn't need the lights on, no, because no. he could kick ass,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. By the way, I want to end it with this. Talk about performances, yeah. Poochie at the end,
1: yes. Oh,
0: dude, dude. Everybody was kind of putting on their demonic thing. He just had this just this emotionless look in his face. And it was just the whole time where he was just doing his thing, sticking his boy in the neck. I'm like, Oh my. You
1: know what? He had a dude, he, this is, uh, you know, now that you brought it up, he kind of seemed remorseful. Like he didn't want to do it, but he couldn't not do it. Right. Right. Like there was a, like, you could see, there was still some humanity in him, which I thought was kind of interesting compared to like all the rest of them who just went, fucking full on demon bullshit right? until they didn't when they were trying to trick him. Yeah. Poochie just went, you could see him, dude. He was almost like, it was almost like he was crying. Like I can't stop myself. You know, it was good. Yeah. Like I said, all the performances. Great.
0: When he has his moment right there and he just kind of like walking forward, you're like, Whoa, Holy shit. Cause you've forgotten about him at this point because you watched him almost die two or three times. (laughs) So you just go, all right, right. That's how it's going to be. And then, yeah,
1: he's almost like the Ash character. Yeah. Like you can't kill that motherfucker.
0: <laughs> and again, I got reminded about this. when We were looking at the info on, on, online that Shiloh was the first one. I was, I was thinking that either he was going to be the new Ash or they're going to gender it up and gender swap it up and then have Jane be it. You know, she was up and coming at that point. Purgatory was, you know, on a major network and it was getting a lot of eyes on it. I thought maybe that would make some sense. So yeah, when you get to that point, you're like, oh, oh, okay. Well, you know, <laughs> okay. The one homage that you get to the original with any hands being appendages being cut off for the sake of possession, it happens to one of the one of the women in the in the movie, and oof, just the, her line, dude. By the way, when she goes in for that, this is just for us. When she goes in for that cut. How many times have we seen this where they cut away? That arm looks so realistic. Oh, yeah, totally. I thought they were just going to, you know, splatter blood out from the, you know, and that was her real arm. And I'm like, oh, shit, no. Oh, my gosh, I forgot how good that looked.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. When the, when, when the creature, when the, when the demon flips the Jeep and it fucking cut, dude, all that shit is gnarly as when she shit. When she's her arm out. <laughs> when she's pulling her arm out. Again, the sound design, it's fucking horrible. Dude, you can fucking hear tendons and shit. You snapping. can hear, just,
0: you can hear all that. Even while the rain coming down, the rain, the splashing yep. of water and the thing sloshing away, coming around to get her.
1: I mean, honestly, like I have a bunch of weird like thought, like, you know, again, <laughs> if I go back to my poop and pee theory, like the rain dude is like w- when it starts raining hard at the end and it's starting, it's like, it's washing all the shit down the bowl. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's, it's still, I mean, it's still raining, but that's one of, one of the things yeah. I love about the ending so much. It's just, it's its own thing. It's like, this is the, I mean, that point of it, once that happens, once the cabin's blown up, it's like nothing else in any of the evil dead movies. And I thought that was like something to build on and they could have, but
1: I was going to say, here's another funny, another thing you just remember. I just said, uh, I saw Wolf Creek with my buddy, Keith Cunningham and my old boss, Keith Cunningham designed the pilot of suburgatory. All right. Look at that. Look at that. Bang full circle. So
0: Keith, shout out to Keith. Shout out to Keith. And we always talk about box office and the questioning of why didn't we get a sequel, dude? Right. This thing made a hundred million
1: dollars, million. $17 million budget. And it killed it. And it killed out on home video. So why yeah. didn't we get a sequel? Uh, yeah. I don't know, man. It's weird. I bet, you know what? Maybe Freddie just didn't want to do a sequel. Maybe he's like, well, why? And maybe it's okay that they didn't do a sequel. Like, you know, and he went on to do, uh, cause he didn't direct uh, the don't breathe sequel. Uh, no, he didn't. I think he just, he's just, uh, I think he's just got to write. I think he's just characters based on his, you know, so maybe he's not a sequel guy. Maybe he doesn't and I don't know, is the girl uh, in the spider Web? it's not really a sequel. It's just a continuation of that story. Is she playing the same character as Girl with the Dragon Tattoo? Yeah, she's playing Elizabeth. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, there you, there
0: you go. There's number three for the month. Bang. Um, another one you haven't seen, like we said. And October, if, if you haven't seen this, if you haven't watched this part of your October viewing, go for it. It's like I said, it's on Starz. Um, Maybe you should own it because it's pretty great. The, the the director's cut, it comes with the theatrical, so you can kind of make the comparisons between the two movies. Fetty does a, a wonderful job, almost an impossible task, by the way, of pleasing a fan base is pretty rabid and pretty loyal to what it's about in Ash. And as soon as you take Ash out of it, people are like, oh, no Ash movie. I remember a friend at the time um, saying that, hey, man, after Cabin in the Woods, doesn't it make this kind of movie irrelevant? I'm like,
1: Oh no, this is way better than Cabin in the Woods. I mean, for, for the type, for the type of movie it is.
0: But Cabin in the Woods is fine. Cabin in the Woods leads credence to these movies. it, it leads itself like, going, oh yeah, this, yes, those things exist because of this. That's okay. What's wrong with well, that? Well, it's okay,
1: man. Yeah, dude. It's like saying, you know, oh, do we need Mike? Do, can Michael Myers, Freddy Krueger and Jason all exist? Yeah, of course they can. Yeah. I mean, they should stop remaking all of them at this point, but yes, they can all exist. I, I don't need to see and I certainly don't need to see another <laughs> Halloween movie. Uh, not after this last one. <laughs> well, I mean, canceling peacock.
0: Sorry, NBC, you can take my money away from
1: me. Suck it. Uh, when football season's over, so am I. <laughs> anyway, it's out there. Seek it out. It's it, yeah, man.
0: It's so if you haven't watched it in a long time, cool. If you haven't seen it before, for whatever reason. Put it in your queue and watch that shit. Anyway, if you want to follow the show on Twitter, it's at KaratePod. And Instagram, still there, at KaratePod. Or if you want to follow us on Letterboxd, you can follow Corey at Corey underscore Culp. Or if you'd like to support the show on Patreon, thank you, Patreon supporters. That's patreon.com slash KITG podcast.
1: If you want to follow me, you can follow me at Inca, also known as Grandpa the Dog, on letterboxd.com. R-I-P, Grandpa. R-I-P, Grandpa. Fucked up, man. Yeah, man.